and welcome back to HFC. Honestly, this has happened so many times at this point that I'm not even sure it's worth mentioning anymore, but I figured why not? Because maybe you two enjoy just seeing how God moves. Maybe it's more of a testimony to God's planning than anything. But um, once again, almost as if in perfect timing, we have another message that almost exactly lined up with a holiday or something coming up. I mean, we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas, we had New Year's. And uh, now we're talking about love. And I just want to clarify that I did not specifically order any of these uh, for any given time. Although in hindsight, I mean, that would have been smart to do. But I kind of just stuck numbers on them based on, you know, when I took the notes. And I was like, okay, well, it's the order I'll do them in because that's the order I took the notes in. And and, and it just seems really weird because, you know, (laughs) it keeps landing on having to do with what's going on in life. But I guess that's God, you know always giving us something that's relatable to what we're currently dealing with in the situation that we're currently in. Anyway, and not sure if I said it yet, but this episode is focused on our identity as part of the identity series. And today's identity that are part of our identity that we're exploring is the identity of being loved. And as always, kind of like what we've been focusing on the past couple of weeks, with this being love, there's more to being loved than just being loved. Yes, it's part of our identity and it's it's part of what God has for us, but there's also the other side, which is, okay, what is the responsibility that comes with our identity? What is the, I don't want to call it requirement. It's it requirement, requirement to me makes it sound like have a negative connotation, like we're forced to do something. And I'd like more to think of it as we are blessed or we are honored. I find all the things that God has for us humbling. And I think if we're careful about the way that we think about things, and instead of thinking of them as a requirement or thinking of them as, oh, I have to go do that. And instead allowing it to humble us and realizing that, wow, God could have used anybody else for this. God could have chosen anybody else and he chose me. I'm the one he chose to share love with someone, to love on someone, to share his love with someone. And I think if we turn it away from, oh, why do I have to go share love? Oh, why do I have to, you know, thinking of Jonah and, and Nineveh, be the one to go to Nineveh and instead think of it as, wow, God trusts me enough. He believes in me enough that he's sending me. He he must have such hope in me and see so much in me that I don't see in myself. And if we just allow it to humble ourselves instead of thinking, oh, God's forcing me to do that. God's forcing me to do this. Because in all honesty, we've, we have free will. You can refuse to do it. The part of you that's feeling forced to do it is the Holy Spirit in you that is just trying to change who you are. But again, I think if we just if we just focus on not forced to do this and forced to do that, and instead realize, wow, God loves me so much that he thinks I can do this, or God loves me so much that he's blessing me with the capability to do this, turn it from pride and, oh, how dare God give that to me, and into a humbleness like, wow, I've been blessed with the honor to do this, then it really just changes our kind of mindset about that. Anyway, the uh, main verse that we're looking at for this part of our identity, which is the identity of being loved, um, is Matthew 22, verse 36 to 39. And I feel like we've all heard it, but I still feel like it's important to talk about. It says, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This verse, again, pointing out, it is God's will, not only that we love him with all our 
heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind, but that we love one another just as much as he loves us. And this is further exemplified, this idea of by showing love to him, sorry, this idea of, of by showing love to others, we are showing love to him in Ephesians chapter three, verse 17 through 19. It says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And so some of the things that stood out to me when I was reading this verse um, is the established in love, which means we are founded and grounded in in love. And I've, I've said multiple times, the more and more I read the Bible, the more and more I realize that this entire Bible, this entire book is just a book of love. It's almost as, as if God's just showing time and time and time again. Well, it's not as if, but it is just God showing time and time again how much he loves us. From the beginning of the book to the end, from the beginning of him sitting upon those waters and pondering and thinking of us and and loving us and, and preparing the world to be a home and a place that is receptive to us that we can thrive in. Granted, we could also not thrive in, but in a place where we could thrive, where we would have the potential, where we could have peace and and beauty and and things to look at and and just have all these wonderful things for us prepared for us to the end of the book which is revelations where again he's showing love where you realize these would be the things that we would go through had he not given his son sacrificed his son for us where he shows love by giving us away away from his wrath away from all that um all of those things that are going to go on in revelations all of those plagues all of those that horror that's going to go on he's sparing us another example of love and time and time and time again you just see god's love throughout throughout the bible and so that's what i feel like it means when it says establishing love the other part that i wanted to focus on was the part where it says together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide sorry kind of sounds out of place it says and i pray that you may have and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. And I feel like that's further exemplifying the fact that part of loving God is loving other people. Because it doesn't say that we alone will do these things, we'll be able to grasp it. It's through this love of God and for one another the Lord's holy people, that we begin to discover what God's love is. It is through not only receiving that love from other people, other Christians, other people of the church, but also through us giving that love to other people, whether they're in the church or not. And it's through this giving and receiving a love uh, in the church, as well as giving and receiving of love between us and God, that begins to create our foundation in love and begins to help us discover our identity helps us to discover exactly what it means to be loved. And so it is only through this loving of others and loving of God that we can truly grasp this part of our identity of what it means to be loved, of what it means to be in God's love, to grasp just how wide, how deep, how long, and how high the love of Christ is. And to be out of this, to be focused solely on yourself, to be just reading the Bible, you're missing part of the Bible. Because it's not just having a love for God, it's having a love for others. That's why it was the second commandment, 
that Jesus mentioned, the second most important one. And then that's also why in this Ephesians 3, 17 through 19, it says together with all the Lord's holy people that we may be able to grasp how wide, how long, how high God's love is because it isn't a solitary thing. And there's several other verses that mention the fact that we are a community, that when we are sick, we should seek the elders, that when we are weak, we should um, seek each other, that when one grieves, others grieve. And there's just time and time again where it talks about coming together. And so this is what it means to be loved. This is what it. This is what we have to do to discover what it means to be loved, to love not only God and have that relationship with God, but also to have that love with one another. And so in a sense, this goes beyond knowing, love your neighbor as yourself. This is putting it into action to showing love and then so doing, growing your love, growing your capability of love, growing your capability to receive love. Because I do believe, and I mean, we've talked about it before, that episode about being an enlightened, that there are people in this world who have um, scales on their eyes, who are incapable of seeing these things that God is doing. And in so doing, I feel like we, we don't have the scales in our eyes because we've been enlightened, but I feel like we further and further are more capable and more receptive as we grow as we grow more and more in the spirit and as we share this love as we receive this love as we spend more time with god that we begin to truly know what this love is now another verse i wanted to share and it's just two more verses before this episode's over one of them is romans 8 37 through 39 that's a very popular one it says no in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I love this verse because I feel like so many times when people look at Christians, they believe us to be soldiers. They believe us to be people who are just preaching and yelling at them. And sometimes there are people like that. I'm not going to say there aren't. But ultimately, we're not conquerors. We're not just people meant to go and share and spread the word of God. He loves us. And it's not, and we don't share the word of God because God wants everybody to acknowledge him. We share the word of God because we know that the word of God is, the word of God is nurturing to our spirit, that it is what brings life. The word of God is healing to our flesh, that the word of God is what we need more than anything that we live not by bread alone, but by the but by the feeding of our spirit. Not only that, it did, not only that, but I also feel like it gives us such a great idea. Not idea, I guess it sums up the love that God has for us. Neither death nor life. We know that Jesus gave up His life so that we might overcome death, that we would overcome our fleshly death and and our spiritual death that occurred when Adam and Eve sinned that first time, and again be able to have that relationship with God that we should have had all along neither angels or demons. It's kind of like saying no matter what Satan decides to call himself, whether he he was an angel originally or whether he calls himself a demon now, that whether he's an angel or a demon doesn't matter that God's love is going to come through. Neither the present nor the future. Our past doesn't matter. It says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Or the future. doesn't matter if we sin tomorrow, if we sin the next day. We have God's unending forgiveness and grace and mercy. For we know that <laughs> His joy comes with the morning that that we are receiving new grace every day, nor anything, and then it continues to say, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So just kind of summing up in what a, in such a great um section of the Bible, the love that God has for us. But I also feel like it gives us an idea of because remember, we're supposed to be sharing this love with others. Kind of, and this is scary, but like the love that we should have for other people a uncircumstantial love 
that regardless of the circumstances, regardless of who they are or aren't to us, that we are to love them. We are to share the word of God with them because just as God loves us, he loves them as well. Um, And then the last verse that I wanted to share was one that I don't even remember when I read it. Um, I think it was during church, actually. Maybe I read it, I read past. It's from Luke 12, 48. The full verse says, but the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. And I feel like this is important. I feel like sometimes a lot of us forget. And that's something that I was saying in that episode of I Am Enlightened. We forget what it felt like to be in the world. We forget what it felt like to be unloved, to not know the love of God. We have to remember, and I feel like that verse is saying, to whom much is given, much will be required or expected. We have to remember the love of God that we received, the amount of grace and mercy and understanding that we got. We should be willing to have that same amount of grace and understanding and love for other people and realize that nobody's perfect. Nobody's flawless. That We too used to be like them. We too might be still like them in some ways. We have to remember we're not to give our love, but to give God's love to them. And that's kind of the last verse that I wanted to share. I just felt like if it perfectly, I don't know why. I just, I thought of love as something that God's constantly doing. And I feel like if we can keep that mindset in, and, and just like I was saying at the beginning, if we can, instead of feeling required, but be humbled by it and realize that we've been given so much love and how much of a blessing or an honor is it to have the chance to kind of, I'm not saying pay back because we've talked about that before. Like it's impossible to pay back God because his sacrifice is so great. We we would spend forever and we'd, but to have a situation where I'm capable of doing something to honor God, I guess is what I'm trying to say. How humbling is that? to honor someone who did so much for me, who loved me so much, who did so much, who fought through so much, who gave me so much. Instead of thinking, oh, what a requirement, oh my, why am I forced to go to this thing? Why do I have to go that? Instead think, wow, what a blessing it is that I'm able to honor God. Wow, what a blessing it is that I'm able to do this for God. Wow, what a blessing, Lord, I'm humbled that you think I'm worthy of this situation, that you think that I'm the right person for the situation, that you would bless me with the capability to do this, that you would bless me with the capability and the knowledge to solve this, to love on this person, to be the person for this person, to be the one to share your love, to be the one to share your word. And if we, again, think of it in in a humbling way instead of, I'm losing my time, I'm losing my money. Oh, really, I have to deal with that guy? Or, Lord, you don't know what they did to me. Because in all honesty, I feel like sometimes people realize what we did to to God, the way that we disrespected him, the way that we spit in his face as we sinned and we'd, we'd do good, then sin, we'd do good, and we'd sin. And then, I mean, I've had a rough ride, I guess. I've I've said so much to God that for me, I guess it's it's easy to remember. Do I always remember? No, I'll be honest. Like, sometimes I'm just sit in the flesh. I'm like, God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste my energy on that. We have to work, both you and I, actively to be humbled instead of prideful. Not, oh, this is my time. Oh, this is my energy. This is my money. But think instead, wow, God, thank you for seeking to use me. And in so doing, by changing our mindset, be more prepared to do it because we are more willing when we think like that. When When you put in that mindset, you realize, wow, you've gone from just 
giving mercy and grace and 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 kind of just saving me to to wanting to use me. I'm humbled that you think I'm I'm worthy of this situation. I'm humbled that you think I'm capable of this. And, and in so doing, just it, it just changes your mindset. Anyway, as always, let's go ahead and end this in prayer. Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for all the sacrifices and the things that you've done to keep me near and dear to you. Thank you for all your grace and your mercy that you have constantly extended to me. Thank you for your word which guides me and has enlightened me, that is food to my to my spirit and healing to my flesh, that is renewing my mind. I thank you for all these things that you have given to me to prepare me for the situations that you put me through. Now, Lord, I know that to whom much is given, much is required. I pray right now that you give us the strength and and the boldness, Lord, to carry out the plans that you have for us. And you give us the strength to be humble because I know that it can be difficult to go against that natural prideful flesh, Lord. Lord, I thank you for choosing me for the situation that you have called me to, for choosing us for the situations that you've called us to do and the people that you've called us to touch and and speak to. I both pray and thank you for the insight and wisdom, Lord, that I know that you're going to give me to share with these people or in these situations or that in these situations that you're using me for. Lastly, Lord, I pray that you lead me from temptation and forgive me of my sins. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Hi, and thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. I really hope you enjoyed and I really hope you're getting a lot from this identity series. I say that every week, but I, I really do mean it. I just want to clear up one part. I didn't mean that it isn't our job to help God get acknowledged or to get God acknowledged. I'm just saying God's going to get acknowledged either way. Our job is to share God's word and to invite people to get to know him and to have a relationship with him. Anyway, have a great week. God bless you. Thanks. Thanks.